0: Welcome to another episode of the Creative on Purpose broadcast, conversations about finding fulfillment through more meaningful work. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Creative on Purpose, available on Amazon, or visit BeCreativeOnPurpose.com to get started with free chapters. Let's meet today's guest. Lana Camille, welcome to the broadcast. Please introduce yourself and share a project you're currently working on or excited about.
1: Hi, Scott. It's great to be here. Very excited. So my name is Lana Camille, as you introduced, and I am a college professor. I am a drug information pharmacist and an herbalist. I'm also a founder of Wellness Insider Network. This is a new podcast that I started in November of last year, and this is the project that I'm probably most excited about so the podcast is uh, is created for college students and young professionals, those that are interested how to live a more resilient and stress free life with the use of herbs and foods and self care techniques.
0: Fantastic! So I, you just said one of my new favorite words, resilience, awesome. um, and I know that um, this. This project, so this project lives online as a podcast on iTunes and elsewhere. It is. Um, you have a Facebook page by yep. that name. Uh, is there a website where people can also track, track down information?
1: Sure. Uh, Wellness Insider Network brings you to a landing page where you can see all the episodes for the uh, podcast. Um, and uh, you are correct. There is a group on Facebook where it's a community for the podcast and for the Wellness Insider Network in general.
0: So your, your project, um, you, uh, you're a, a very successful college professor. You just listed um, some expertise that um, is very tied to this thing that you're doing on the side. Wh- why Wellness Insider Network? What, what is it that inspired or motivated you to get started in this side project when wellness is so much a part of what you do for a living?
1: Sure. So there is a quicker answer and there is a slightly longer one. I think I'm going to go with a slightly longer one. Okay. Um, When I came here, when I immigrated to the United States, I was 16 years old, and I was making a decision. I was deciding what I want to do for a living and, you know, what career to pursue. And uh, the environment, everything around me was so very different. 16-year-old, really, new uh, society, new people, new culture, everything was very different. Um, I ended up going to pharmacy school, pharmacy college, and I, I really liked what was studying but i remember vividly this one day at the end of august before i went to school for my second year of pharmacy school i was sobbing i was sobbing uncontrollably and i couldn't figure out what's really what was going on and uh, my parents couldn't answer what's happening either um, later I figured out and I understood that I was very much overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed and I was very anxious about going back to school. And, um, it took me a few years to kind of, to process the feelings and really understand that anxiety and the sense of, uh, overwhelm is something that I struggled with in my own life. Um, if we fast forward a few years, um later, um, maybe five or six years down the road, I did my schooling and I became a pharmacy faculty member. And I started looking at the students that I was teaching now. And I started noticing very, very similar trends that my students were overwhelmed my students. Some of them were depressed. Many were experiencing a lot of stress. Many were complaining about digestive issues, skin problems, variety of different things. And so I started digging into the literature and I started recognizing that this is a pretty prevalent problem. And you mentioned resilience, and this is indeed a very big concept right now that is coming up, um, more and more because, um, millennials the generation that right now is in colleges and schools um this is something that they are really learning more about and trying to become more resilient and older uh, people doing this as well and so three years ago i started a personal blog where i was writing about these things And um, about six months ago, someone, a friend of ours, Lisa Gaida, interviewed me on her podcast. And that was kind of the inspiration. It took me to this idea that in my own teaching, what I love to do the most is bring a variety of different experts and guests and really connect my students to all these people and create this amazing network of supportive network that they can uh, learn from and they they can fall back on and so I said why am I not doing this in my own life and so this is how wellness insider network was born so that's kind of the answer for you did it work
0: yes it definitely works and it brings in uh, another um, another thing that I would love to talk about and so uh, I mean, I really appreciated you sharing the, this, you know, what kind of brought you in at, at this idea that you know something that you love to do at the same time was creating anxiety in your life, nice. and, um, you, you, and in all of our lives, regardless of whether we're millennials or old farts like me, we have we have stress, we have stressors, we have obstacles, we have misfortunes, we have challenges that we face because so everything outside of our own, you know, perception. And and what we decide to do next is outside of our control. And so we are always engaged in this kind of dance with where do I have enough influence to, you know, take to to at least influence a result that is beneficial or or healthy for me. And so I love that um, part of I kind of was hearing that baked into your description as manifesting as resilience that we take as much charge of our lives as we can and we do what we can. And then you brought in this other piece, which is collaboration. Mm -hmm. And you like me, and like so many others that are, are tuning in, we have the work that we have to do or the work that we do do to make a living, to pay the bills and support our families. And then we have these things that we do on the side that, whether we call them a passion project or a side hustle or their endeavors that we hope to turn into enterprises that become more full-time. Most of the time we don't have the resources to hire collaborators, but we find ways to collaborate nonetheless. And you kind of uh, hinted at this with your mentioning, talking to Lisa Guida um, and how that collaboration is really uh, the inception of this idea. What are the other ways that you, I mean, you have Facebook groups, you have some other outlets where you, you're kind of gathering people and getting ideas and building engagement. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Sure. So um, it, it's actually interesting because I when when I was preparing for our conversation, I was thinking about one of the projects. Uh, we we went through Alt MBA together in the same cohort. And so um, one of the questions that we had is what is like one of the things that you can see in your life, kind of like a a big dream that you don't necessarily see yourself really achieving at this point, but like what would be the big thing that you could create that you could build? And it reminded me, so I I I remember writing that it would be really awesome to create a movement, to really awesome to create a community, a community of people that really would be talking about this. And so, i think that the way i saw it and we did it in 2016 which was a couple of years uh back and so the way i was envisioning it was a little bit different than what it is sort of shaping up today right now and it is still work in progress very much so but it kind of reminds me i don't know if you remember this movie the uh under the tuscan skies uh with uh diane lane and uh, there was a question there, there was a conversation there, like, where do you see yourself? And she said, I want, I want to be married, and I want to have children around me. And I want to have all these people around the table. And, and then they bring back this conversation at the very end of the movie. And indeed, there is somebody's wedding that is being celebrated. And there is something, you know, all these people around her, and there are all these kids that are running. So we never really know how it's going to shape at the end but yet we have these dreams and so so yes one of my dreams was to figure out how to spread the word and how to really help young professionals or help college students to become stronger to become less stressed to become really more mindful and healthier um and that is what has been driving me and so from that perspective, I always felt, and this has happened a long time before I started this particular project, I always felt that I was a bridge. And so that I was bridging two separate things. So. I was a conventional drug information pharmacist, yet I had all these interests in herbs and supplements and aromatherapy and all these other alternative or complementary modalities. And so what part of my work was figuring out what guests I can bring to meet my students, what are you know um, some conferences that I can attend and learn more, and once again, bring all this information back. And so... Realizing that a lot of this bridging exists in many different areas of your life, it was a very important experience for me. And so recognizing that a lot of people that I actually talk to serve as bridges for different communities as well. So you might meet them in one place, but they are ultimately bringing the knowledge and wisdom that they have acquired somewhere else and making the experience richer for you and for everybody else
0: love it so there's I, I've got three pins I stuck in <laughs> and so we're, we're gonna see if we can uh, take take the time we have left to unpack each of them just a little bit so the first is you you mentioned um, you, you know it was kind of like talking about manifesting and kind of thinking more expansively mm-hmm. um, I'm going through the the marketing seminar right now which is a, another Program created by Seth Godin, and the, the most profound exercise so far, and this is my second time through the program, um, it has been to ten x. Uh, it the 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 challenge is, what if you had to you had to charge ten times as much as you currently charge? And so for me, I, I initially was thinking, well, I have a ten dollar ebook. If I had to charge $100 and you start thinking about features and benefits like, well, I would have to include an online course and maybe a coaching session. and But it's the exercise is really trying to push you to think outside of features and benefits and what what greater, more functional and emotional needs could you serve in the people that you seek to serve? What how, how could 10x in your project hundred x the benefit for the people that you're trying to help, and it's amazing. Just you know, for our viewers, uh, you know, the power that this that type of exercise, or that type of thinking. If you stop looking at the the small picture and you zoom way out and imagine, you know, what happens if what you're man- seeking to manifest comes true, or maybe even comes true ten times over. What does that do? And then that's what enabled me to start thinking more and more about um, collaborations. And then you, th- this next part I want you to speak to because it is a common theme amongst almost all the guests here, uh, especially those of us that come out of Alt-NBA. We come out of Alt-NBA transformed in one way, shape, or form. We realize that what we are doing now is you know, we we enter alt MBA realizing that we're enough. Maybe some of us even think we're more than enough. But you come out of alt MBA, alt MBA, feeling like I'm not even close to enough. <laughs> and so, um, you, but we're not. We don't have a clear sight line as to what's next or what you know what we should be working on. So we we thrash our way to clarity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that a, is, was that kind of your experience? I mean, you know, for for instance, your project post-alt MBA. One of them was um, the publicate the medium publication. It's our turn, or it's it's your turn. Um,
1: it's still running it, strong.
0: That's right. And so I used that as my plat, my my a place where I just kept sharing what I was thinking about, and writing it down helped me, and then hearing other people. People's comments on it, um, you know, further helped me kind of refine and clarify and iterate and improve and develop and improve the delivery of of what eventually became Creative on Purpose. So, talk a little bit about that that thrashing process. And if you have any tips or techniques for how people can compress the the, the thrashing phase, that, that that's good too.
1: Actually, as you were talking about several things, there a few few ideas came to mind. One of them is right after I completed Alt MBA, I came across one of the one of our um, uh, friends uh, recommended checking out Peter Diamandis or Diamandis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know about him. And so one of the things that he's talking about is that idea of 10x and figuring out where you are today and how you're going to bring enormous value to others. And so one of concepts that he really uses quite a bit is massive transformative purpose. And I really love this idea. And this is something that actually is not an easy one because, you know, so he gives you small examples of like, what is the... MTP of massive transformative purpose for Google, or what is the MTP for, I don't know, Uber or SpaceX or whatever, any of the companies that we might be familiar with. So, and I think that this is something that you, or at least I am struggling with and trying to figure out how to actually to to take all the steps or take all the things that you might be passionate about and bringing them together. So whether it is health and future and, you know, uh, well-being and various other things together. So that was one of them. The second thing that came to my mind is you posted a really wonderful quote earlier today, and it was about loving what you do, right? So falling in love with what you do and doing it every single day. And so when I was a young girl, my mom, would uh, say that um, in order for you to really know that you are that you do not like what you're doing you need to spend at least five years doing this job and you know showing up every time shipping making sure that you are really doing all the work and then you can make decision if you want to kind of you know um, move on to something different. And then the last thing that you were uh, asking about is how do you make this process easier? I don't have very good uh, (laughs) recommendations for you because I think it's a struggle every single day figuring out, okay, how am I going to do it? When will I find the time to, to ship this project and all these other things. But one thing that has helped me is I have a, uh, checklist of seven favorite things that I typically remind myself that this is something that I should be doing or having more in my life. And one of them is sleeping well, right? So sleeping eight hours a day. And this is something that I, um,